And so what do you invest in? Your mindset, your skill set. What do you know how to do? Because money follows value, right? So your income is in direct portion to the value that you bring to the marketplace. Hello, welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life. And we are bringing people in here who are going to help you to meet those two goals. And today we're going to focus on financial independence because kind of important. I mean, you can have a long life without money, but it's just not as much fun. <laughs> so I'm really excited today. We have Curtis May. He's the host of an awesome podcast, the Practical Wealth Show podcast. And he is also the creator and owner of a company called Practical Wealth Advisors. And he has been planning for individuals for more than 35 years. And you'll be surprised to hear that because he looks like he's about 36. But <laughs> And he's passionate about helping his clients save money and live the very best life they can right now. Um, the primary focus of his financial planning firm is to help individuals and families become financially free by following the principles of wealth creation that have endured for centuries around the world. Curtis, thanks so much for being with us today. Christine, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, uh, you know, help these uh, business owners keep more of what they make, which is where yes, our focus exactly. is. <laughs> and have yeah, fun and while you're doing Curtis, it. I mean, Curtis works with all different kinds of people, but I was telling him before the show that we really want to focus on the entrepreneur because that's who the majority of our client, of our listeners are entrepreneurs and they're either, or they're want to, what I call want entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs they, yes. You know, that's in the, in the horizon and they're thinking, well, I know because I'm a, I guess, a serial entrepreneur is what they call us or crazy one or the other. <laughs> Both. <laughs> but, but you feel like your business is your child and you just feel like all your money just has to get poured back into this business and this child is to make it grow and nurture and develop. And everybody tells you, oh, you need more money for marketing and you need more money for this, but you should pay yourself first. And you're like, dude, how the heck am I going to pay myself when I already can't pay everything, everybody else and everything else that I have to do? So how can you help us with that, Curtis? How, what, what advice? So we, we can talk about all of that. Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, so first of all, let's, let's talk about this. So financial, I primarily work people that get me. So my goal is, is the people that want to work with me, their goal is, uh, work optional lifestyle. Like, yep. so you want to be financially free. So in our system, we call that getting to a position of FU, okay, <laughs> which is passive income greater than your expenses. All right. And your, your number one investment is your business. It is not sending money to some fund manager somewhere you ain't never met. All right. right. And so, but if you get typical advice, it's not designed for business owners. It's designed for people with salaries. So right. I primarily work with, so if you're a entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, or real estate investors, or all of the above, I'm your guy, okay? Because that's what we talk. That's what we. That's who I work with. That's who. That's who gets me. Everybody else, I try to like. If you think Dave Ramsey can walk on water, don't call me. All right, that's that's. <laughs> I can't help you, uh, because you need. So there's two types of people. There's what I call cash earners, so you can be high high paid W two, and there's cash creators people that are you know work creators that are making money and so work creators your problem is storage right you need liquidity use and control of your capital right all right because yeah. you're if you put a dollar in your business you make two dollars that's a hundred percent return so i don't believe in um taking money uh giving money to uh 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 you know, putting it in like, so here's what, the, here's the advice that you'll get. So you're, there's two schools of thought in, in the financial world. Kristen, keep me on track. Cause I got all these ideas. Running through my head. So, <laughs> right, right. So we're going to go down this little rabbit hole right now. So there's, there's two schools of thought when it comes to money. There's the, what I call the accumulation theory, which is typical advice, you know, so what's the accumulation theory, buy and hold dollar cost average, get out of debt, get a diversified portfolio of mutual funds, um, by term investor difference. Okay. Yep. So now when people, typical people come to you, they're trying to get you to do what you need a SEP IRA. You should get a solo 401k. No, you don't. Okay. Why would you sit? Cause see all advice is, it's one way they want you to send money away from your business and right. lock it up for 20 or 30 years. Right. 
Um, but they would never do that. So you have to do what they do. So if you look at what they do with money and what, you know, the Buffett's and, you know, affluent people do, they teach, they're doing what I call the velocity method. So the accumulation theory versus velocity. So velocity is an economic principle, right? Movement of money. So uh, Mr. Wonderful wants to know if I put money in your deal, how soon am I getting my money back? Right. Okay. In real estate, that's the Burr method. Last March, I spoke at the, uh, uh, speaking of business owners, the Laundromat Millionaire Conference. I was a, a keynote there. And so in their business, it's, it's you know, they want to get bigger, more efficient machines. Why? So they can get people in and out the mat faster. And right. that's velocity. Restaurants, right. how many times can you turn over the table? I was in the bar business. How many times can we turn over that bottle? You know what I mean? That's yep. velocity. So that's what you're looking for. You got to get stuff wholesale, sell it retail, or sell your services, turn it over and go get some more. Okay, and then use that money to buy or build assets. So it's velocity, it's cash flow, is leverage. And they actually use like we teach something called becoming your own banker. So they use permanent insurance strategies. So if you look at big institutions, they store their capital, banks store their tier one capital in what they call whole life insurance. So we're not gonna cover that today, but that's that's the thought. So you have to do what they do. Stop doing what they tell you to do. That was a long way to say that. Stop doing what they tell you to do. <laughs> Do what they do, not what they say. Yeah, not what they say. (laughs) And so that's the thing. So that's the philosophy. Typical, my belief is that typical financial planning is broken because it's not designed to make you rich. It's designed for assets on a management, which makes them rich. So you have to reorganize everything you're doing so that it serves you. And that's, that's kind of what I teach people to, you know, be, you're your best financial advisor, get control of your money. Yeah. And it's interesting you brought up, you know, um, real estate investors, because that is something, it's the rare financial planner who will encourage you to include real estate in your portfolio when that's, you know, a huge wealth building asset, but it's not for them. Because they don't make any money, right? (laughs) Right. Because remember their goal. So here's the four rules of financial institutions, right? They want your money. This all insurance, uh, uh, banks, uh, mutual funds. This is every product they build is with these four rules in mind. They want your money in their institution. They want it on a regular basis. Like every time you get paid, they want to keep it as long as possible. And they want to give it back as slow as possible, if ever, right? Because their objective is access under management. It is not make you rich, right? right. So if you got, uh, somebody's got you know, a million dollars of your money under management, you say, all right, I need a hundred thousand. I want to go, I need it for a down payment on this deal. They're not excited about that because, <laughs> you know, one is it's out of their grid. They, they all know oh, we can just get you a REIT, a real estate investment trust. That, please. Right. And, uh, okay. Right, yeah. Right? That's, <laughs> Cause that's, that's the same thing. <laughs> that's the same thing. Right. And then, and then what happens is, so now you're pulling your money out. Well, what happens to his income? It goes down and that's not good for them. So, and they're great people. I'm not throwing them under the bus. It's just like, you got, where's your bread buttered? And so yeah. there's, there's four asset class, right? Cause if you look at the Forbes 400, here's the asset classes, business. I got this from Rich Dad Poor Dad. So Curtis has no original thoughts. I mean, I, I've just <laughs> figured it out how to put it into a program for people, but <laughs> the, the, um, the four asset classes are, if you look at the Forbes 400, see, this is, gives you a clue, business. Kiyosaki, I heard him say one time, the purpose of business is to buy real estate. Why? So you can minimize your taxation, okay? Uh, paper, but paper is not just mutual funds. Paper is tax liens, it's private lending, it's life settlements, it's notes. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do that, that make up paper and commodities, gold and silver to a lesser extent. So I really view it as more of savings, but oil and gas, when you get that kind of revenue that will also offset your taxes significantly. And so now you've got to, so you've got, because investing is not about buying something. It's about becoming something, right? You have to become a good business owner, right? And as your knowledge goes up, your risk comes down. So, because what we teach is the three rules of investing, investing, which you know, or invest in knowing. Yeah. I love that. Invest in knowing. Invest in knowing. You should, you should quote that. You should. (laughs) I think I just did. All right, no, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> and um, um, the second is investing what you can control, or what you can influence the outcome. Hmm, that sounds like your business, doesn't it? Right, it sure does. And uh, <laughs> and and um, uh, so you see, I'm very silly. All right, so 
and um, uh, invest and stop chasing returns. And so most people are chasing returns. And so the cash earners, because they don't have time and expertise, most typical financial advice says, you don't have the time to temperament, to train, to personally manage your own money. Give your money to us. And right. so they have to chase returns because they're maybe saving five to 10% of their income and they have to do chase returns, 10, 12% in these magical mutual funds, but they don't work that way, by the way, folks. You know, you don't get a 12%. Mutual funds don't earn compound interest. They go up, they go down. Okay. They appreciate and they depreciate. So to me, what I teach people is to save, look at your business. I got this from Jay Abraham. Look at your business as a, um, like a little hedge fund. So there's areas of your business that if you took it apart and, and looked at it as an investment vehicle, you know, there's only four, because it's only four ways to grow revenue in a business, right? Get more customers. I added, so I've added on Jay Abraham's thing. It was three ways. I, I've added another one. So <laughs> is get more customers, increase your conversions, right? Better follow up sales funnels, you know, following up better, get created database, um, increase customer value, raise your prices, yep. increase the frequency, how often they buy. Yeah. Upselling. Would you like to biggie size that? Would you like right? fries with that, right? Yeah, would you like fries with that, right? <laughs> and um, uh, joint ventures with other people. You can sell other people's stuff on the back end. Yeah, and uh, I was working Tom McCann, and and we would uh, when I was in college, right? And after we sold them a shoe, it's like, oh, and they come up to the to the counter, you offer them the little shoe polish and put a tap on their on their thing. That was the upsell, <laughs> and then and you could increase retention. You could add membership, you know, a subscription on it, so that you can what what Dan Kenny would call future bank. So now, if you invested in that stuff, you're and broke it down and looked at okay, every quarter I'm going to fix this part of my business. I'm going to work on retention. That will make you more money than any funds you can think of, okay? And most of it doesn't even cost you any money. It's just attention. Right, right. But you know what? When you were just saying that, I bet <clears throat> many entrepreneurs are focusing their money and their attention on other things. Yes. Right? They're saying, oh, I got to get this thing. I mean, I'm I'm struggling to think of something off the top of my head, but- um, I want to, I need to buy some Bitcoin. I need to, uh, well, I, I was even saying within their business, you know, to say like, oh, you know, I need to get a new sign and I I'm saving up for like right now I, I'm, I'm open in a co-working space and I'm, you know, I really think it's important for me to have a great coffee machine, but at the end of the day, you know, it'd be better for me to take that 10 grand and put it into marketing. Coffee is for winners. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get out there and go sell something. There you go. Right, exactly. Right. So, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I'm back. All right. So, <laughs> but it, you know, focusing on that as a business owner to be able to just like get that laser focus and say, what am I doing in these? How am I making more sales? This is month, this right? making me money? Is yeah, this is this leading to thing a check? I'm doing making me money? Is it making me money today or future banking? You know, where you add them to a subscription. So, like, if you look at um, Amazon, you they're charging you a toll, you know, Prime, so that they can sell you stuff, and they're you're paying them, right? So you can what, buy study? stuff. Yes, yeah, so you can buy stuff, right? <laughs> for the right and to that, buy stuff, <laughs> right? For the right to buy stuff. Well, here, but see, I always tell people, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? The question is, how can you add that to your business, right? So you got to look at stuff. You have to approach stuff with a with a marketing mind if you think your business is your number one investment. Now, what we teach, uh, Christine, is now, let's, let me put my financial planner hat on. Yeah. But see, I haven't really taken it off because I think your business is your is your number one investment. Yeah. So I'm the one, I can talk about both of those. I actually am working on some programs where I integrate that because I had to learn this stuff to save my own self, right? From up and down income right. from feast or famine from, and I had to learn. I said, okay, wait, Curtis, you're in the marketing business. So I started, like, I went to Planet Dan, Dan Kenny, like 2009. And now I'm on, they're together, Planet Russell, <laughs> Russell Brunson. And um, uh, in that, you know, ClickFunnels world. And uh, so I see that. So I work on every quarter, how can I grow practical wealth, 
right? Because my number one investment is my business. I don't divert my attention into other stuff. And so that's one. Now you integrate that with, okay, now you have revenue. So let me give you two strategies. So what I teach, uh, Christine, is principle-based planning, okay? So principles drive strategy and strategy drives tactics. Tactics are products that you buy to fulfill the strategy. Mm -hmm. And then tactics drive behaviors, what you do. And then what precedes the principles are your goals. See, most people in business don't really know what they're trying to do. You know, how do you know if you've won? What is is the benchmark? So I try to get people clear on that. And then here are the principles. So I teach five. So I already told you the three rules of investing. Well, the five principles of personal finance are save. Save what? 15% or more of your gross income. Okay. Two is protect. You have to play defense. I always tell people I'm the defensive coordinator, right? So are you, uh, most people neglect that because that's not sexy, but do you have on the personal and on the business side, proper insurances, liability, you know, umbrella coverages? Do you have disability? Do you have key person insurance? If you have employees, do you have adequate life insurance for your, for your, for yourself and for your family? And um, most people are underinsured with all that kind of stuff, no disability, no wills, no, no trust. And so, you know, I kind of, in my second principles, maximum protection, we kind of walk people through at least having those questions and I don't do it all, but I help you build your team out. I'll introduce you to the people that do it. I, I really work hard to stay in my lane. You know, your team, a good tax person because your number one wealth transfer is taxes. See, most people think the key to growing their money is investing right? And you think um, no guts, no glory. So if I can take risk and get this high yield stuff, you know, um, I'm going to make more money. I view risk as probability of loss. I don't view it as opportunity for gain. So what I want to do is I want to minimize my losses. You want to keep more of what you make, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to finish that point and finish the five rules. So the third thing is legacy, forward placement of assets at death, guaranteed. You want to leave a legacy of wealth and wisdom. So we want to build that into the conversation. The fourth principle, this is where uh, most business owners miss it. They're too illiquid, right? They're too illiquid. They don't save money, right? And so I'm going to show you how you pay your salary and get the money out too. Okay, we'll go to that. And then, um, uh, but they're too illiquid. And so I want six to 12 months of cash. Yeah. Okay, and not not in cash, cash in a bank. Well, I'll, I'll show you. We have a special place we store it, but just the principle of saving. See, principles don't have nothing to do with financial products, but there are products that are associated with those are tactics. But the principle of because your first, let's say, depending on the business, three four months is your emergency fund that I don't want you to go below. I don't want you redlining because that gives you a certain and you maybe a spouse peace of mind. Okay, you need yeah. you know stuff happens. COVID happens. Right. COVID has set precedent that the government feels they can come in and meddle. Okay, let's say. <laughs> right. And uh, so you, because you have to have a plan that works no matter what. You can't have a plan that only works when the sun is shining because you right. can't, nobody has a working crystal ball. So you've got to provision and prepare so you can pivot no matter what comes at you. That is financial planning. Okay. It's not about investing. And, and so the liquidity is six or 12 months because everything above the four months is your opportunity fund, right? What can you buy or build? What can you, can you buy a competitor? Can you, you know, use good debt or use earnouts as uh, Jay Abraham would say to buy up a, a, a smaller business or a competitor to grow your, your revenue, right? And then the fifth principle is velocity. Well, y'all are already in velocity, right? Which is doing your thing, selling your stuff, growing your business. But I would argue most people are weak at steps one through four. Now I have something to say. I'll refer people to business coaches, not business coaches, real estate coaches, and you know, you want to trade. And there's people that you can go to to specialize that. So I'm cash flow agnostic. All I want you to do is get to the FU position. So, and even with your business, I want sh- that money needs to be separate. See, if you shut the business down, you're still supposed to be rich. Right. Okay, so I want you building that now. See, most people have this vision of I'm going to cash out and get all this money. Then you get the money and then you give it right back to the stock market guy, you know, and um, I'm in this coaching program and you have these people talk about succession planning and then you get the cash out and you put the stock market. Really? 
I mean, that, that, don't get me started. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> and um, so, cause you, if you listen to them, you wouldn't have all this damn money. Cause the, <laughs> people say, how do you get 2 million? How do you just get a million dollars in, in, in stock? Start out with 2 million. It's old. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's easy. Right. It's easy. Just come in with 2 million. Uh, so anyway, so that's the four principles, right? So that you build in which couple with the three rules of investing that keep you out of trouble. And then I just told you the four ways to grow your revenue that gives you more money to start principle one, save. That's what I work with people on. So that's very 50,000, you know, esoteric, but it's, I, there's method behind my madness. Just trust me. <laughs> So I feel like I've been talking too much. So ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And I had one, I had a really good one that actually relates right directly to my business. And now I'm trying to think of what the heck it is. It's frustrating. You know how that happens. You have this, like, I just, I had it and then I got all caught up in what you were talking about. And then I was oh. just like, oh crap. What was my question? <laughs> well, I have another, I'll, I'll see you on the budging thing. And we used to stop me. Okay. okay. Or the, not the budging thing, but cause I don't like budging. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I will give you a hint. So there's a great book out there. If you're in business and you haven't read this for the variations of this for the industry, it's Profit First by Mike McCallowitz. Yep. Okay. So this is how you pay yourself. Because see, if you can't, so what we do, we have a, we, we teach that as part of our process. We have our own software. It's called Cashflow Mapping. But I like people to read that to get the framework of you've got, to, it's like the envelope system for business owners. Instead of using, putting cash in envelopes, you have different checking accounts. Yeah. And so what Mike talks about in the book, if you, you know, traditional gap accounting is revenue minus expenses equals profit. Right. So your, your tax return and your, your S your, uh, what your uh, P and L says you have a profit, but you don't have any money, right? <laughs> tax bill comes. You don't have any money. Well, where did this come from? I don't, we're profit. I don't have any money in my right, account. Exactly. And uh, so that's a cash flow man. Number one problem I see is the, that I see in, in family households and in businesses is the lack of cash flow management. And so, and then you're taught to budget or look at your PL, which most people don't know how to read, but that's history, right? Yeah. That's like driving your car, looking back through the look, drawing forward, but you're looking back through the rear view mirror. Right. So what I want people to forecast, right. Tell your money where to go. So right. money hits your account, you know, you should have like the income account. And then you have to look at your own, uh, in the book, they call it taps your allocations. Uh, so like personally, I'll take 15% of my gross revenue and I save it right off the top. Cause that's for Curtis taking the risk of owning the business. Okay. I pay myself 35%. Payroll, because I have S corp, right? Yeah. I I save according to my account. I need to up this allocation, but I take fifteen percent of our gross revenue and I save it into a, another separate checking account. I label tax, and then I try to run the business on thirty five percent. Wow. In my operations account, so you know I have an office, a home office, two VAs, so I don't have a lot of cost of goods sold, that kind of stuff. So you have to right. kind of figure this out for your business. I have a laundromat order I work with, and we started with like one or two percent profit you know, of, of, but he paid himself and then he started taking money off the gross revenues. And so you kind of got to hurt yourself. So we kind of help people kind of figure that out. But if you read the book, that'll give you a good idea because you have to, the business will eat up all the money you give it. Right. So you have to, you know, as Mike would say, turn it from a cash eating monster into a profit machine. So yeah. The game is won and lost at cash flow management. Like, I don't care if you don't hear anything else I say. I, I We teach people to create an account and we call it, we like to call it your wealth capture account and pay yourself first. You still got to, because, and then you got to look at your household and say, okay, what is my life cost, right? What does it cost for my uh, vacations, our mortgage, the car payments, all this stuff that you're not running through your business that you and your, your, your spouse or your partner your life costs a certain amount of money. So if your business can't pay that, that's a problem. That's because you're just co-mingling. You're trying to take draws as you need it. Your credit's messed up. Your bills are all behind and you're stressed out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I said, you know, I'm having a flashback. Wait, so <laughs> get myself together. And uh, 
So you have to sort that out and then, all right, what does the business need to pay me? Uh, because let's say you want to build a business that is beyond you because most people don't have a business they're self-employed. Right. Okay. And so if you're going to get out of it, it needs to make enough money so that if you want to hire somebody or sell it, they don't want a sole proprietorship. Nobody's going to buy that. They want to buy a money machine. So I right. had a client that just bought a printing t-shirt printing company for about 150,000, but the two owners paid themselves $40,000 each out of that. So yeah. she bought that. So guess what? That they already had customers, they already had orders. That 40,000 is hers. So she's hiring somebody, I think she's paying them 50 to run it. She'll do a little something, something, but she's not going to be there day to day and the rest of it's hers. And she bought an asset. See, right. are you, that's why I say you got to look at your business as your number one asset. And, so, and if you can make it work, like you read the E-Myth, right? McDonaldize it. Why do you need to retire? Like retirement's a man-made socialist concept. Okay, let me dare, <laughs> dare I say it, right? And um, uh, and it means it's an agricultural term to mean to put out of use. I believe if they're listening to your podcast, they want to be financially free, right? Financial freedom is a capability where you have, uh, you can live like you want to live on the income from your personally invested assets. And I brought that from Jim Rohn, but that's what you're working for. And it's hard to reach a target you don't have. So, I mean, you need to put that on a wall yeah. somewhere on your mirror. So, okay, look, you know, here's the number. I, I want 10 grand a month that, that comes in, whether I get out of bed or not. I need 20 grand a month. And then you're every quarter, you're working on that. How much did I grow my passive income by? Yeah. Did we grow the business? How much money did we save? How much passive income am I developing out of the business? Either buying other businesses. You know, I got people that make a hundred grand and got cars on Toro. So maybe you can find something that won't distract you that, you know, you can generate other cash flow. And uh, instead of just, oh, I'm going to pour it all in the stock market or I'm going to buy these, you're going to speculate with cryptos or I'm going to trade stock and, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, you you can invest in that, but I would argue that's not the highest, best use of your time. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're you know, like day trading, that's not passive income. <laughs> that's a job. Yeah, you're like Doc Holiday. No, yeah, the with uh, <laughs> the you know, pro, you know, yeah, I thought you said uh, poker was an honest game, you know, or gambling was an honest. He said poker's an honest game, right? But you're gambling, you're just good enough at it to make a living, but you're still, yeah, it's actually not as bad as that because you can make money. Uh, uh, I don't know about day trading, but trading. There's a whole methodology to that, that you can, you know, I know people that make money trading and I don't mean when they make, make, they trade cryptos and they make money with cryptos, but again, they invested in knowing how to do right. that. Exactly. It goes back to my three rules. Well, and that's one thing I want to talk to you about, because I wonder what percentage do you have like a percentage of your income that goes toward that you reinvest into yourself because I can hear that you're doing lots of masterminds and that you're obviously educating yourself on different, like not, you know, different kinds of concepts, going to um, workshops and things like that, seminars. Easily. Uh, this year it'll be over 30 grand, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and what hell one course, like one mastermind I'm in is 30 grand. And I got a couple other things plus the, subscriptions and the books and the, that kind of stuff. I mean, what's allowed me to grow is investing in my number one asset is Curtis, right? right. And right. so what do you invest in? Your mindset, your skill set. What do you know how to do? Because money follows value, right? So your income is in direct portion to the value that you bring to the marketplace. So if you want to make more money, you need to increase your capability to serve people, right? So I work on that. And as I get better and have more expertise, yeah. You know, I entrepreneurs, you're entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs solve problems. Right. For a check. Right. And so the <laughs> right for pay. Right. And so the bigger the problem, the bigger the check. So don't, right. you know, solve. Pro I'm working with somebody. I'm going through there. This, uh, this uh, electrical contract. I'm trying. OK, I'm looking at the his frustration. It's all around cash flow management. So, OK, so I'm digging into that because, see, once I can articulate that and simplify that. Boom, I have a whole market of contractors of that I could kind of teach this cash flow management to. And then I'm gonna right. show them how to be the bank, you know, with properly structured dividend paying whole. And I got a whole thing, but I've solved the first problem. Where's my money going? Yeah. And so 
that that is making me more money because I can have that conversation and that's attractive. And um, and then you work on your network, mindset, skill set, network. Who do you know? But more importantly, one of the reasons why you know I do these is who knows you. Right. You have to be found. Like nobody, you're great, but nobody knows you're 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 good. So instead of running around chasing people, telling him if they look for you, they should be able to find you. Right. Exactly. So I just learned that from Myron Golden YouTube two days ago. Right. And, uh, <laughs> So I use no shame in my game. I will tell you where I learned it, right? I'm very transparent. <laughs> so let's, um, so we talked about money management, you know, which, which, which one of the things that we help people through that, because you have to find the money. See, most, most people are chasing returns, but it's more opportunity to minimize your losses, right? And so most people outside of cash flow management, um, where you're storing cash and how you find, because most people give most of your money away, right? Because most typical advice is designed to transfer money away from you. And so the top five wealth transfers is uh, how you pay your mortgage or how you pay mortgages, uh, how you taxes. For a business owner, your number one wealth transfer is taxes, right? Yeah. And so you've got to look at the tax code. Tax code, I was at a conference with Tom Wheelwright for a uh, rich, uh, Rich Dad's CPA, Tax-Free Wealth, great book. And he said, look, the tax program is a stimulus program. So the government wants you, so when you look at the cash flow quadrant, be, you know, ESBI, so that all the benefits go to the people on the business owner investor side, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, it's a stimulus program because what they want you to do is build, create jobs. Mm -hmm. who, who creates jobs? Entrepreneurs. Right. Uh, they want you to provide housing, safe, clean, affordable housing. Who does that best, more sufficiently? Right. Real investors, right? Because they tried government housing. That was a disaster, right? And <laughs> um, uh, provide food and provide energy. So if you're growing your business and get with your tax person, Curtis ain't giving tax advice, but if you want to minimize your taxes, look how the uh, kids... Uh, uh, his second book is called the eight investments the government will pay you to make. Right. <laughs> and um, so he, you know, uh, real right. He, he breaks that down. So if you and you're getting your profits, you save it. And then you look for places to deploy your capital that will generate cash flow. And if you can get cash flow and the benefits offset your ordinary income, you, if you can keep more of what you make, that's that's huge because if you pay a pet tax you didn't have to pay, not only do you is that money gone, the future value of that money is gone. That's that's opportunity cost, and people don't factor opportunity costs into their, especially in personal finance and a lot of business owners. Because you're you you what you happens is you this is the uh, Michael Gerber. You had an entrepreneurial seizure, right? <laughs> and you say if this knucklehead can do it, I can do it, and then say no, you've got to you know, you got a, a thing, but you're working all the time. Right. Yeah. And, but you, but you still came out of corporate. So you still have corporate planning advice in your head. Oh, I need a 401k. I got to do this stuff and, and, and you shouldn't. Uh, so you've got to look at the transfer. So the other transfer is how you fund qualified plants. That is a big deal. Once you understand how they work, because all they do is defer taxes. You're not saving money in taxes. So people right. say, oh, you should put $40,000 in a solo 401k. All you're doing is postponing taxes. And you, because you got to pay taxes when they come out and you don't know what tax rate they're going to come out. I ask people, do you think the government will need more money or less in the future? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're, you're basically got a joint account with the treasury department and you don't know how much you're going to need. And you're not going to be in a lower tax bracket unless you're planning on being poor. Right, exactly. So you have to look at that. We have a saying, don't hurry to a whooping, right? So you know there's a whooping waiting for you down the line <laughs> from the tax man, and you're putting all your money in there because most typical like accountants and CPAs want to be a hero by saving you money today. Oh, let's yeah. move this money to this. I'm going to save you this money. But if they don't have a, I, I had a client do that to one of my other clients, and I almost cursed her out. So listen, that's lazy. If you're going to be that damn lazy, you better show her an extra strategy to get the damn money out the account. <laughs> oh, I was living. She put 50,000 in this account. I was like, are you insane? And um, I digress though. So <laughs> I'm usually nice. So if you ever want to introduce me to your advisors, I'll be nice. You want to nice. get cursed out, go work with Chris. Right, right, right. <laughs> and um, the, the accountant, not my client. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> the client, no, no, the, the advisor that gave her 
that mediocre advice. advice. Yeah. I don't want to say bad, but mediocre, short sighted. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, you need to lower your taxes over your lifetime, which is you understanding the tax code and following the law, because the tax code is designed to save you money and taxes. You just don't know the rules. So people are like, mm-hmm. if you have feel some kind of way about profits and, you know, windfall profits and all this nonsense they talk about. So you have to kind of shut off the TV and the social media and get rid of all this woke noise that wants to make you feel guilty for being successful. Right. Exactly. Okay. So I'm a, yeah, I'm hardcore with that. Okay. (laughs) So, and uh, because you can't listen to that stuff. That's what I mean. You kind of get around people that get what you're doing, because if you're in business and you hang around with people that aren't in business, you can't speak freely because you're thinking about, okay, I did this and I got to go from 50,000. How can I grow to a hundred thousand a month? And you're just strategizing but you can't talk to somebody with a job about that. Right. They, they just look like, they don't get who, it. Who the hell do you think you are? You know, and da da da, da and you know, profits are evil, and get out of <laughs> my face. You know, of course and, they are um, when you're not the one making them. <laughs> right, exactly. So, oh, you're you're getting rich off the backs of the oppressed. I was like, you better get out of my face. <laughs> and uh, because what is prop? You know, if you're making money, that means you've created value in the marketplace. Exactly. And so profits are your reward if you're. Because only three ways, three ways to make money. That's why I tell, um, I was coaching these ex-offenders, like a, uh, like a uh, uh, young people, they were like 18 to 21. So I was doing some volunteer work and I said, there's only three ways to make money. Deception, coercion, and value creation. Okay. So y'all have already tried the first two. That's why your little <laughs> asses are here now. Okay. And uh, so let's try my way. How can you create value in the marketplace? That's where money comes from. And uh, nobody gives you more money because you need more money. What value are you creating to generate the result of creating value is money. And so a lot of times business owners hurt themselves because they mentality is wrong. So you're afraid to really go after it because deep down you've got other stuff going on. You know, that's, that's holding you back. That's a different call from today, but you know, that you have to work through that. You have to work on your mindset. Are you reading 12 to 15 pages a day? Are you listening to good podcast, Jim Rohn and, you know, just different stuff that I, you know, uh, uh, I probably read a t- t- at least two books a month, a, a audio book podcast every day when I work out. And, uh, my wife told me about something that happened, some earthquake somewhere. I hadn't even heard about it because I haven't watched TV. I know, exactly. I don't, I don't know. And I'm not uncaring. I just, like, I have to get shit done. Excuse right, the expression. Exactly. How does that earthquake going to impact my business? Yes. Yes. Or my life even. That really. sounds, yeah, I mean, I feel for them, but I didn't yeah. know because I kept, because see the news's job is not to inform, it's to startle right? Yeah. And you can get caught up in the rabbit hole well, not of social even, media. No, actually, the news job is to sell advertising. Yes. Right? And startling <laughs> the money. you or blood, blood, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Or they're trying to push an agenda, a narrative, yeah. and uh, which is different from my narrative, and yeah. um, which is, I am a flaming capitalist. Okay, yes. so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amen. We're in the so, same club. Right, exactly. <laughs> And um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I just have fun. We we kind of teach that. We walk people through a planning process and it's like, where are you now? Where do you want to go? And how do you get from point A to point B? And how do you protect yourself? How do you grow? Most of that is on you because it's your business. It's your money. You're growing. I tell people, Curtis is your guide. And uh, so, you know, on our show, I just, I, you know, the theme is kind of wealth outside of Wall Street. So if you don't have a business, then, you know, here's some stuff or like an investment that you want to control. Here's stuff that you can do that's out there outside the stock market, out of, you know, outside of funds or ETFs. And, or if you're really busy and your business is blowing and going, then, you know, there's things you could do. Like you, if you don't want to invest in knowing, Let's say you want to learn how to buy apartment buildings. You can do stuff like syndications. And, um, but even then you invest in knowing the operator, right? So you got to, yeah. so the knowing is the due diligence. So you can separate the wheat from the chafe there. Right, but, right. And then you, you know, there's stuff that you can do to make your money, make money, but it's still, hey, you look good. Let me give you a hundred thousand dollars. You don't do that. Right. Right. Go right. sell, start small. 
and uh, see if you can trust them, talk to other people about them. So I like that. That's why I've added to my three rules of investing. Okay, you can do due diligence. And because you really not need to not take the foot off your gas and keep being the cash creator. Yeah. And a lot of that goes back. I mean, I feel like all of it comes back around to mindset, right? And that's, and even what I yes. was going to say 17 minutes ago, Okay. With the, the, you know, this idea of paying yourself first, how that adjusts your mindset. Because if you, you know, all of a sudden it's not like I'm going to take a profit someday when I'm successful, like in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I can't afford to do that. Once you start doing it, like maybe subconsciously you're like, oh, here, I have money in my bank account, my personal account. That must mean I'm already successful. I must be doing something right. You know, something's going well for me. And also I feel like, you know, what you were saying before about I've got these expenses that come up in my personal life but I don't have a way to pay them. Now, all of a sudden you do have a way to pay them. So you're not, because you still have to pay them. So you just, like you say, co-mingle, you just suck the money out of the business. And then there's right. no delineation. You don't really know where it's going. You don't know where it's coming from. It's just all, you know, you're in a flood or like a, you know, a, a, a right. whirlpool and you don't even, you can't tell which direction things are happening from instead of, you know, the nice steady flow of money going in and out and, and, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, you know, so the first, you know, if you bowl me down, so Curtis, what do you do? I really teach chapter two of the richest man in Babylon, okay? Yeah. And so you have to stamp a, on your forehead, part of all I earn is mine to keep, okay? I don't care what bills you have. I don't care if you're working minimum wage at McDonald's. Part of all you earn is yours to keep. That is because saving money starts the path to velocity, and so I don't care, you know, like I say 15% or more, but I don't care, it's 5%. What I, first thing I try to do is get people to exercise that, what I call that savings muscle. Yeah. And, you know, and if you, because then you'll learn how to live on 95% or 90% if you look and follow the book. I raised yeah. it at 15 because there's inflation and when yeah. the book came out, the dollar is back by gold, right? So we don't have <laughs> right. Them. Those don't exist anymore. Right, right. That's it. So it's fifteen to twenty. But why? Because you're saving money, so you can buy assets that generate cash flow that create more velocity, so you can buy more asset. You know, so it's cash, right. asset, cash. Exactly. But it's but saving, right? Because the book was the book say part of all your insurance to keep budget thy expenses, manage your cash flow. Yeah. Make your gold multiply. So from your savings. You're looking to buy or build more cash flowing assets, right? Make up your home a profitable investment. Guard your treasure from loss. Insurance, yeah. making sure you don't give it to people that don't know what they're doing, right? Don't yeah. stop losing money. Uh, increase or ensure future income. Buy assets that go to work instead of you if you don't want to or can't. And increase your ability to earn. So investing in personal development, getting better at your skills, you know, yeah. investing, you know, that's your own investment. The, me investing the money I invest in personal development every year is growing my income by at least $100,000. So over the last five years. Yeah. And um, uh, and so now it's like, okay, my wife doesn't even talk about it no more. It's like, okay, where, where are you going now? Because she knows I implement. So I, <laughs> so that's that's the thing, because people say, look, if you want your partner to, to support you, Go make some money, right? <laughs> show it. Don't tell. Show it. it, right? Don't stop talking about it. You know. So I show it. It's like, all right, you know. I didn't always show it, okay. So early on, I was like, okay, well, you need to go get a job. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I have other ideas, <laughs> right? And um, you know, so you gotta you gotta prove it. Um, because if you're not making money, I had I was in this thing with his name Bill Walsh from Rainmaker. He used to say, because I'm going to start a group, and he used to say, like a business like mastermind group, and yeah. he used to say, listen, if you're not making ten thousand dollars a month, you're not in business. That's a hobby. Yeah. Right. So I've softened it for the entrepreneurs I work with. I say, if you're not making at least four thousand dollars a month, it's not a business. <laughs> it's not hot. But I tell them that story because I'm in rooms where, and that's nothing. Now that you right. Right. You know they're making I mean? that in a month. You, you they're making what you're making in a year. To, they're making it in a month or an hour. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And just to get to a hundred thousand is you now you can hire an assistant, you know, because you can do some stuff. So you can't hire anybody if you're generating 50 grand a year. You can barely keep your household running. Right. And so if you're not making money that you want to make, you have a marketing problem. Right. Right. So you gotta see that, you know. 
up and down sales is a symptom, right? Yes. The problem is it's, you know, three skills of money are marketing, well, it's four, marketing, sales, sales, meaning converting the people that you're marketing, the leads that you're marketing generated into paying. I like customers, but I like clients. Client means to put on the one's protection. Customers are transactional. So I like client and um, systems, all wealth. Dan Kennedy says all wealth is a product of systems. You have a marketing system. You got a phone answering system. You have an accounting system. You have a follow-up system. You have a yep. system that if they stop paying, you have a reactivation system. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, see, when you want to invest in your business, that's what you invest in. You see what I mean? And then marketing sales systems and people, good people, just yeah. hiring my assistants grew my income by six figures. Yeah. Where and it may have cost me 10 grand investment where I would see it as a cost. Oh no, I can't live without them now. Right. <laughs> well, that's it. Like I can't afford to do this, but really you don't realize you can't afford not to do it. Right. Because if you don't have an assistant, you are one. So you're doing $12 an hour work. Right. But your time is where if you want to make a hundred grand, that's $400 a day. So you need to delegate low yield stuff. So you got to figure out, all right, it's like probably like three things y'all should be doing. And you should be delegating everything else. So I try yeah. every day I try to figure out what, what can I not, how can I use my assistants better? What can I, Curtis, not do? I tell people all I want, I'm Prince. I just want to show up and sing. Right? right. I just want to come out the stage of my guitar. I don't, I don't want to do nothing else. I don't want to sell tickets. I don't want to set up the stage. I let right. me just sing, get on my bus and go to the next town. But <laughs> so. you're also getting yourself more prepared to sell your business. Cause if you are your business, how are you going to sell it? Yes. Cause nobody's going to buy that. Cause the, you're the attractive character. Right. And until you can get out of that role, you're, you know, as the attractive character. Now, right now that helps you as you're growing. Like I'm looking at Russell Brunson, I'm in his two comic club. And he says, listen, he bought Dan Kennedy's company because he wanted another front end that wasn't Russell. Yeah. You know, and he's got like four other things he's bought that has, that's part of his empire, but it, it doesn't feature him that are all bringing in money. And so yeah. that's, that's kind of what I'm kind of working at, at the same thing. You know, can you yeah. buy you know, buying is a new starting. Who go, who yeah. can you buy? Yeah. But all and, and, and systems, what you were talking about before is the other way that you get your business ready to be sold because then you can, anyone can do it. Anybody can sit in your chair, like, okay, this is what you need to do. And then, and even yeah. if, you know, if you have a business that's appropriate to franchise, you can't franchise it if it's all done on your back. Right. Not, absolutely not. And even if you don't want to sell it, you can make it. This is what I think the E myth is about, right? It's it's how to McDonaldize your right. thing, right? Yeah. And uh, so if you McDonaldize it and you're working six hours a week, well, sell it. Go do what you know. Right. Keep keep the money. Uh, you know, pay somebody to run it, and you keep riding off to the sunset. You know, you right. shouldn't be working exactly. all the time anyway. Because I love it. Like, I don't fun see and Yeah, unless it's you've lost that. But yeah. I don't. Cashing out is not my thing like if you gave dropped a billion dollars on me i would still teach financial education classes probably marketing classes that's my i'm finding that's my new passion now is teaching i'm so much fun talking about business stuff than than the, in, the investment stuff and um the other part of that is uh and i would be a high school basketball coach <laughs> no that's one would pay to do doing. that <laughs> Yes, but not as much. Okay, right. so I have friends that coach D1. You know, how I got in the insurance business, I realized the NBA was not looking for 5'11", two guards, right? Oh, too bad. With a, with, a, with a mediocre handle. So I was like, okay, I got my insurance license in college. So I got my insurance license at junior college in 1985. So that, that's why we're the 30 years come in. I hate it. Although I was with a company where I basically had one year of experience 15 times. And uh, <laughs> another story. And... um but at least with money, I had learned some other stuff there, but the, but the, the financial information was, as we say in Philly, whack, you know, it was like, <laughs> it was kind of way, it was kind of, you know, mediocre. It was like, the, I was like Dave Ramsey on steroids who for the right people, he does great things. Let me not. Right. But right. even when you look at him, you know why he's rich? He has a business. Oh, and he understands real estate. His money's in real estate. <laughs> so again, do what they do. So he's brilliant at that. He's a brilliant marketer. I ain't mad at him. 
And um, Susie either. I'm not mad at her. You know, I said, like I said, <laughs> don't hate the player, hate the game. You know, right. how how can you get that well known? I'll tell other people instead of just hating on people, just, you know, take it apart. You know, in the, in the Russell Brunswick, where I call it funnel hacking. How does their thing work? How can I deconstruct that? How's their right, sales right. funnel work? How yep, can exactly. I, you know, swipe and deploy? <laughs> you know, not copy, but look at it and just understand the methodology and how can you recreate that? Who, what are your competitors doing? And right. see, that's the investing in your business, investing in knowing, investing in, okay, I can make this little tweak and I can grow my revenue. But, you know, if you get 10% more growth, 10% better conversions and 10% better, uh, uh, you know, like raising your prices, that's 33% growth right there. Yeah. So if you got $200,000 a year, that's six hundred. That's $60,000. And that, what I just said, didn't cost you anything. No <laughs> advertising, no Facebook ads. Right. right. Yep. You know, minor, that's what I mean by you can invest in your, you know, I always, I'm working on a report card to discover the, don't call me for this because I don't have it yet, but it's the headline <laughs> is discover the, um, the fortune that's lies hidden in your business. Nice. So don't steal that. Y'all it's mine. So <laughs> So Chris, I can't believe how fast this time has gone. Oh my word. Um, so just we got we have to wrap up. I've got another right. <laughs> is there um is there anything you wish I would have asked you that that I just failed to ask you? Anything you want to make sure everybody knows? Um not really. I, I think that um we we had I mean I probably ran, but I can't even think of it right now. So it's like um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen to the show, the practical well show. If you want more yeah. of the madness, that is Curtis. <laughs> um also if you follow the same thing on our youtube channel and if you want like i think in the we're in the process of redesigning the site but i think the first button is there if you're like really curious about the cash flow thing you can go there we teach a strategy called uh become your own banker which is what we do with the savings so if you go to my website practicalwealthsolutions.net there's a bunch of, of, you know, link to our podcast, link to some of the, you know, the offers of what we do. If you want a, 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 a complimentary consultation, you want to talk, or you just want to follow along of what we're doing, you know, I always tell people when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So, you know, so, so just follow that. And uh, if you ever like to have a conversation, email me and uh, kurtmay at gmail.com. And that's all I have to say about that. Awesome. Thank you so much. I've loved listening to you, talking to you. And uh, we're going to put all those links in the show notes for okay. you. And thank you, listener, for listening. I know that Curtis has probably blew your mind. So you should listen to this four or five times, but make sure that the at least the second time you do it and the third and the fourth time, and maybe even the fifth that you're listening to it with somebody else, because someone, you know, if not everyone, you know, needs to hear this, needs to hear what Curtis has to say. And thank you so much for being with us today. It's been awesome talking to you. My pleasure. I talk fast. You probably need to listen to it a couple of times. Right. So you can put just, the, you can just slow, slow it down. down. You can go to YouTube. <laughs> so 75% speed. Oh, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, have Thank a great you. week and uh, make sure you look up Curtis. Take care. Bye.